Hello and welcome to NetCast, where we are taking an in-depth approach to sharing the good news about Jesus Christ. I am your host, Mark Hatfield, and I hope that you are encouraged by these studies in the Word of God. We invite your feedback and would love to have you as a regular part of our listening audience. Please stay with us for today's message. Warning, the following material is intended for mature audiences. While this is a Bible study, the Song of Songs is written with references to sexual themes, intimate textual innuendos, and suggestive figurative language that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It is recommended that you approach this book from God with pure motives and pray that His will in preserving these song lyrics can be a blessing to you. It is advisable that if you have been enjoying this podcast with young ears present, that you refrain from doing so at this time. Wait until you are in a private setting to continue. Thank you for taking this word of caution into consideration as we begin today's episode. Welcome to the show, and thank you for choosing to listen to NetCast today as we begin another episode in our Love Awakening series titled Desert Oasis. We are studying the greatest love song of all time known as the Song of Songs, and this is Season 4, Episode 11. And the message today is going to help us comprehend how we have a romantic getaway awaiting us in the one that we love. Now, before we start the study today, we need to answer the trivia question from the last episode, and I wanted to know, in Song of Songs chapter 1 and verse 14, the lover is said to be like a cluster of henna blossoms, but from what vineyard? And since we did not have a listener response, I'm going to read that passage and provide the answer. In Song of Songs chapter 1 and verse 14, the lyrics to our song read, While the king was at his table, my perfume gave forth its fragrance. My beloved is to me a pouch of myrrh which lies all night between my breasts. My beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms in the vineyards of Engedi. The henna blossoms are said to be from the vineyards of Engedi. Since our trivia question has caught up to the episode that we are studying together, we will discuss this further today on the podcast. Be sure to listen for the next trivia question at the conclusion of the show today. If you were asked to describe an oasis, what would it look like and how would you envision it? I remember as a young boy watching cartoons on Saturday morning, it was inevitable that one of the characters would eventually find themselves stranded in a desert land with no water or food, and they were wasting away to nothing. And then as they reached the crest of that sand dune, there is a faint resemblance of a pond of water surrounded by shade trees. Unfortunately, when the character would finally drag their tired body toward the refreshing water, they would find that they were only seeing a mirage. They were still lost in a desperate situation with no relief in sight. Love can be like that for many people. We have a longing for fulfillment, and we want our deepest desires met. Sometimes love can feel like a desert where we struggle to find any relief for our needs. We all have an ideal image or fascination with what would break a dry spell of love and provide a refreshing oasis for all of our wildest dreams. Sometimes our love life turns out to be like a Saturday morning cartoon where we run into mirage after mirage and it feels hopeless. We have all expressed what our happy place would be. For some, it might include a Hawaiian beach at sunset with our special someone. For others, the escape would be a cabin in the Rockies next to a lake in the fall. 
we all have that perfect getaway that would make us feel at peace and completely contented. We have expressed at times fantasies about where we would go with a lover and what we could do together. In verses 12 through 14, we begin a series of thoughts from the beloved girl in the song to her lover. As he intended to make her feel royal with his words and deeds of gift-giving in the previous episode, she in turn reminds him of the fact that he is her king and she loves to be with him. He is her romantic getaway, and the actual place and the plot are secondary to being together. While our surroundings can certainly add to a romantic atmosphere, nothing matters when two lovers get lost in one another and complete satisfaction is found when they are together. Listen to the song, verses 12 through 14 again. While the king was at his table, my perfume gave forth its fragrance. My beloved is to me a pouch of myrrh which lies all night between my breasts. My beloved is to me a cluster of henna blossoms in the vineyards of Engedi. Now, to set the proper mood for this part of the song, understand that this is not some royal dining room where the king is at this large table sitting at one end and there's a seat prepared for her at the other end. When it says, while the king was at his table, it means something totally different. And one discrepancy that may not give us a correct image of what is occurring here is where the word table is found in our Bibles in the text. Some versions translate this Hebrew word as couch. In this time period, this particular piece of furniture would be used to eat from or to sleep on. It was like our modern couch, and yet it sat low to the ground. And the ancients would eat from this couch, and that may account for the rendering of most translations as table. The reason that this is important is because the beloved girl has some romantic activity in mind. The word table does not particularly fit a place for them to be close. And it seems that when the king was on the couch, she was wearing a very costly fragrance. In Mark 14 and verse 3, we find a scene unfold where Jesus is said to be reclining at a table in the house of Simon when a woman anoints him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured it on his head. Now, one alabaster flask cost a man his yearly wages, about 300 denarius. In Song of Songs 4, 13 and 14, though, the nard is mentioned as a part of the maiden's luscious garden. There it reads, Your shoots are an orchard of pomegranates with choice fruits, henna with nard plants, nard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all the trees of frankincense, myrrh, and aloes, along with all the finest spices. And since Origen says that the spikenard plant would not give off its scent unless it was rubbed or had heat applied to it, there seems to be a very close romantic event on her mind in the song. Myrrh and henna blossoms are two items that give off pleasant scents in the spring. In Psalm 45 and verse 8 we find, All your garments are fragrant with myrrh and aloes and cassia. And so here we find that the garments worn were enhanced with the popular fragrances of the day. In a more familiar passage in John 19.39, we learn that Nicodemus used similar spices to prepare the body of Jesus for burial. It says, Nicodemus, who had first come to him by night, also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds weight. And these were used here to cover the scents often associated with death. This would also suggest that they are very aromatic. Now, some have questioned with the high price tag that's put on these fragrances, how are the young man and the young woman in our song are able to afford them? Now, whether our beloved girl can afford these costly fragrances is beside the point. She is dreaming of the time when they will be able to lie together and fulfill their feelings for each other. It was also not uncommon for the woman to wear a bag of scented flowers or some fragrance tied around the neck, which would fall between the breasts. 
In Isaiah chapter 3, verses 18 to 22, when God brings his judgment on his people, there is a list of things that were used to enhance beauty among the women of Jerusalem that would be stripped away from them. This includes the sashes and perfume boxes, as it reads, In that day the Lord will take away the beauty of their anklets, their headbands, their crescent ornaments, their dangling earrings, their bracelets, their veils, their headdresses, ankle chains, sashes, perfume boxes, amulets, finger rings, nose rings, festal robes, outer tunics, cloaks, money purses, hand mirrors, undergarments, turbans, and veils. The Lord was punishing them by bringing a stink instead of beauty in this context. Generally at nighttime, the ladies would take off a highly scented necklace and they would lay it aside. Here we see that the king is said to replace the necklace as he wraps his arms around her and lies between her breasts. The young girl says that her lover serves as the sweet scent that is so close to her heart in longing for love. She describes a time when her lover will lay with her for sexual intimacy through the night between her breasts. Now let's talk a little bit about Engedi. Engedi was an oasis in a desert place where exotic cosmetics and fragrances were actually made. It was an aromatic and well-watered place full of special plants. In Joshua chapter 15 in verse 62, we see a reference to the city of Engedi and its village. Then in Ezekiel chapter 47 and verse 10, we learn that the place was abundant with food resources. Finally, we learn a more accurate location for Engedi from 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 2, where the text states they are in Hazazon, Tamar, that is, Engedi. This was Hazazon of the palm trees. It was a land of fertility amidst barrenness near the Dead Sea. The parallelism is clear when we see that the lover is represented by the pouch and the blossoms, and the girl is represented by the mention of the breasts and the vineyard. She describes herself to her lover as his oasis, but her lover adds the sweetness to that special place of refuge to which she wants him to come and dwell. She is his cistern or his wellspring from which he only is permitted to drink. In Proverbs chapter 5 and verse 15, this imagery is used. Drink water from your own cistern and fresh water from your own well. In other words, find your lover and commit to them that you will only drink of each other's love sharing your special fragrances with one another. This is important beyond all things in a godly relationship. Now, as we close today, we're going to talk about the spiritual application section for this episode. We all know the lasting benefits of being alone with the Lord. The place doesn't matter when we are with Him. If you've ever spent the night praying to the Lord or maybe spent a day studying His Word, you know the value of finding an oasis to be together. Our true Engedi will be in heaven, where the ideal conditions exist for our eternal romance with the Lord. We will be in His arms and tender care forever. There is no room for other lovers as we will be totally devoted to Him, and that commitment begins here on earth as we demonstrate faithfulness to Him. He will be king to us, and we will find every spiritual fulfillment and blessing in His presence, surrounded by the glory of God, the river of life, fruit trees, and so much more in an Eden-like environment. When you are feeling tired or hungry or thirsty, or you just need a break, we can actually get a foretaste of glory divine by getting alone with the Lord, even here on the earth. Learn to meditate, learn to fast, pray, seek His face. It will be an intimate time and well worth the effort to get away from it all. You will not get any closer to heaven than when you are alone and spending time in spiritual devotion to the Lord. And now let's cover our questions for today. Number one. 
We mentioned that the young girl is reciprocating praise after her lover clearly explained how crazy in love that he was with her. What is the value, do you think, of this mutual sharing of kind words and actions? Number two, when describing the table as more of a couch, what do you think is the value of understanding the piece of furniture being referenced in the song? Number three, we suggested that women would wear pouches around the neck that would fall between their breasts. What do you think is the meaning of saying that her king is the poetic pouch of flower blossoms or spices that would then rest between her breasts? Number four, what illustrations do we use today that would show the importance of a lover to us that is comparable to the poetic language, a cluster of henna blossoms in the vineyards of Engedi? And number five, do we have commonly used phrases to connect places and things that can be found there? For example, she is sweet as a Georgia peach. Why is this important to better understand this text? That's all we have for today. Please join us next time as we study the rest of chapter 1, verses 15 through 17 in a message titled, Canopy of Praise. Thank you for listening. Have you taken advantage of the special offer that is connected with the Love Awakening series? If you partner with Netcast during our fourth season, I will be sending you the complete text outline of the Song of Songs, but I will also be including the supplemental PowerPoint to guide you in your study. If you want to become a partner or make a donation, you can send PayPal donations using netcasthost at gmail.com or visit patreon.com forward slash netcast to learn more about how you can get on board with this podcast. If you are not able to support this ministry effort financially at this time, would you please consider doing one of the following? First, subscribe and continue to be a dedicated listener. Next, share Netcast with your friends and family and encourage them to subscribe. Finally, consider leaving a review for the podcast so that your positive feedback could encourage others to listen. Take a few moments after we sign off to visit our website at netcasthost.com. Here you're going to find transcripts of the podcast on the blog. You can sign up for the free newsletter, become a member, and join Netcast absolutely free, which will give you access then to hidden portions of the podcast host site, like our members forum, and so much more. Don't forget to check out our social media sites on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to like and follow the podcast as we use these sites to keep you current on what is happening at Netcast. All new episodes are announced on these media outlets. Now, before you exit the podcast today, I want to ask you a trivia question for the next episode. In Song of Songs, chapter 1 and verse 15, how does the young man in our song describe the beautiful eyes of the young girl? If you know the correct answer, please visit our trivia link on the website at netcasthost.com forward slash trivia. And if you provide the correct answer, you could be featured on the very next episode. God bless you richly in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Thank you.